Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Sally Ann Robinson and I'm your parent coach. And I wanted to come and share something really valuable with you today. Um, I like to come on when I've had conversations with parents um, because we always come up with some little nugget that I didn't kind of expect to talk about. But there was one in particular today that I thought was really important that I just needed to come and share with you. So I want to talk to you today about what happens in a child's head when they need to move from one activity to another? Um, what that means to them, what their brain is actually doing at that point, and usually what happens in those situations for the child and for the parent. So I was helping a mummy this morning with um, her four-year-old, and we were just talking generally about um, different behaviours and how we could support him and all of that. And we got talking about transition. And she said that he gets upset or grumpy when he has to move from one activity to another. For instance, when, you know, he's asked to get ready for PE or get ready to go out or go from having dinner to upstairs to cleaning his teeth or whatever. So that that is all about a child moving from one activity to another. And of course, us as adults, we can do that with ease. Um, we have our brain is completely secure at this point, or so we'd like to think. Um, but it, our brain is 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 secure. It knows how to react to things. We know how to deal with and um, interact with emotions that we are going through and we can multitask. So we can put the kettle on, put the dinner on, um, load the dishwasher, put some shoes on while we're doing it or whatever. Children can't quite do that. If you can imagine, our brain has been around for quite some time now and we've mastered lots of skills, but even though they're learning at a hundred miles an hour, their brain is still learning about everything there is in life. So imagine, I always go back to learning a new skill for us or say learning to drive a car. Imagine when you were there learning to drive your car, you had to literally think about every maneuver, everything there was to learn. And we know when we're driving now that our brain is used to it. And sometimes we even get to the, our destination without even thinking how on earth we actually got there. Have you ever done that? I mean, that that is unbelievable. You get there and think, I don't remember going through those traffic lights. Were they green? Were they red? But of course, what's happened is that your brain has practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced, and now it gets it. So it can do it almost on autopilot. And that, that's how we roll. But for children, absolutely everything that comes their way, they have to learn how to do it first. So... And it's the same going back to the car scenario. When you sit in the car to start with, of course, now we can go from A to B without realising where we've got to and thinking about 50 million other things. But in the beginning, I remember looking at my feet when I was driving. The driving instructor kept saying to me, look at the road, sally look at the road. But because I was so conscious about where my feet were going and was I going to get from the accelerator to the to the brake pedal and do the mirrors and action and everything else. It was just completely mind blowing. So put, put yourself in the shoes of a child and they're four years old and everything is new to them. They have now mastered the skill of walking, of talking, of moving, of interacting, and they're now creating their own personality. I mean, that is massive. This is so exciting for them. And then 
we then think about what they have to do, particularly when we're thinking about transition, moving from one activity to another. So when a child, when you really watch a child at play, they are completely and utterly engrossed. It's like nothing else matters in the whole world to them. Whatever they're doing at that point, and they've completely immersed themselves in it, they are enrolled in it, they're playing it, they're using their imagination, and they're all self-consumed in it. And it's absolute, it's an absolute joy to watch that. Um, but then, of course, we come along and say, right, OK, we need to pack up now. We need to move on and we need to go and brush our teeth. And their brain goes, whoa, hang on a minute. I can't process that information. I'm completely and utterly immersed in my activity here. And of course, they'll go, no, no, I want to carry on playing. You will then go, no, come on, we need to move on. We need to go and brush our teeth. And their brain is going, hang on a minute. I haven't quite finished with this yet. This piece needs to go over here. I need to move this. No, 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 that's not happening. I can't deal with what you're asking me to do. Plus carry on playing here. No, no, no. Outwardly, little one. No, no, no. Starts having a tantrum, starts getting upset and all of that. And you're insistent. No, you need to put it away. You start brushing it all away. Come on, put it back in the box, back in the box. Let's go upstairs. Let's wash our teeth. At that point, it's total de- devastation for them because everything that they've just worked on, ev- everything in their brain that they're now immersed on is, comp- is going, it's disappearing. And they physically can't then switch their brain into suddenly thinking, right, I'm off to go and brush my teeth. What is it even brushing my teeth? I need to think about that. Yeah, OK. So their brain takes it all in, processes it and out, out it comes. And oh, OK, you mean for me to brush my teeth? But of course, that's not what that's what's going on inside. Certainly not what's going on outside. You're getting agitated. They're getting agitated. Things are not going so well because you insist that they come away from their activity. Their brain is saying, no, actually, I can't do that right now. And then we just take a pause. And we just think about looking at this at a very different angle. Let's look at it from their point of view. So if their brain is totally immersed in this activity here, they're going to need time for their brain to go, okay, you're asking me to do something else. Let me just process that information. Let me just kind of subconsciously finish what I'm doing here and then I'll be with you. A very simple way of doing that is to give your child an advanced warning that something different is going to happen at some point. Now, I hear lots of people at four-year-olds saying, right, you've got five more minutes, five more minutes, everybody. Five minutes doesn't mean anything to a child. They need to see something visual. Now, I always think five minutes might not be long enough, actually, um, depending on the little one, depending on what they're doing and how engrossed they are. But you need to get their attention and just say, just listen to me for a minute. We're going to move on in 10 minutes. Here's the timer. I'm going to put it on my phone or you put it on an egg timer or or get one of those lovely timers. And you say to them, in 10 minutes, we're going to stop what we're doing and then we're going to move off and brush our teeth. Okay, okay. They're likely at that point to look at you and go, "Okay." you just set the timer up next to them. And then subconsciously, their brain starts thinking, "Okay, I need to consolidate this learning right now. I need to consolidate the game that I'm in. I can come back to it later. I'm going to finish the bits and pieces that I'm doing. And mum's asked me to do something. Mum's asked me to brush my teeth. Okay, this is all going on inside their little brains at this point. But of course, they've got that advanced warning. There's not a sudden change to anything. And I guarantee 90% of the time when that timer goes off, that's the time where you come back and say, right, 
come on then, the time has gone off. Shall we pack it all away together or leave it there for later and we can come back to it? The likelihood is, now I say 90% of the time because, of course, in the beginning, they're going to resist this. We know that. Um, but 90% of the time, they're, they're going to appreciate. That's a big word to use for a four-year-old, really. But they really will appreciate the time that they've been given to be able to consolidate what they were doing at the table at that point to be able to finish what they were doing and then move on and make that transition to be doing another activity. It's so important, I can't tell you. Um as a little extension to that, of course, you're going to have some resistance to start with because their their brain and they are still going to be sitting there saying, no, 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 you don't really mean it. I'm going to carry on. No, no, no. Of course we mean it at this point. This is the point where you've set your rule, you've set your boundary and we're going to follow through on it. So at that point of giving him a reasonable enough time, it could be a little bit longer. It could be 15 minutes. But at that point, we're going to stop what we're doing and we're going to move on. OK, Um so they're, they're, they're much more likely to stop at that point, interact with you and move on. It's just a really, really simple little tool that you can do that could possibly transform a lot of your situations that you are probably dreading, thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, they're playing quite happily, playing on the floor and all hell is going to let loose in a minute because I'm going to be asking them and telling them it's bedtime. You don't have to approach it that way. By giving children the rules, as I go on all the time, the rules, the boundaries and a consequence to, to follow through, you, you're giving them the structure that they need to be able to do an activity and also a structure and a boundary as to when you're going to stop that activity and move on. So if your little ones are playing on the floor and it's nearly bedtime, give them a timer. Guys, in 10 minutes time, we're going to stop and then we're going to go upstairs and start getting ready for bed. I'm going to put the timer here. When the time is finished, we're going to go. Everybody good with that? Yes, mummy. That's what you're going to get to start with. Yes, you're going to get the resistance after that to start with. But generally, you're going to find a better solution. And it will be so much calmer. When you see it happening once or twice and you think, oh, that worked. You know, you'll become really confident in your execution and in your kind of attitude towards your children as to how you're going to move things on. And it will become second nature. So have a go. See what you think. Um, let me know how you get on. Come and check out my Facebook page. There's lots going on there. Um, lots of little tips and tricks. And once I finish this, I will certainly put that on there too. But hopefully that's been of some help to you and just a little bit of a trick in there. OK, guys, have a good day. See you.